The following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. New Year, we back. Finally, yeah, we just we decided. Yeah, we've been Oof. getting requests, demands. Why are you taking the holidays off? Sorry, we need our intentional foul fix. So I had Spike eggnog to drink. <laughs> Sue me. How much of that? Just drink a whole quart of it at yeah, once. A little bit. Uh-huh. A little bit. <sighs> well, you have a good holiday season. Yeah, I did. Things man. good. You? Yeah. Good. A lot of traveling. A lot of football. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I heard your commentary this morning. That was pretty funny. 11 games in two days. Oof. I was watching it. Wa- well, I was even watching it. It was on in the background in some fashion. Sure. Constantly. I get it. It's, it's kind of like, it. it's kind of like me when the NCAA basketball rolls around where, yeah, I take the two days off of work and just veg out and watch games. I, I get it. I mean, it, you could argue somebody, they're all close games. Over the last couple of days, I think there was only one blowout. Hang on, Texas a so All right. Uh, I don't really have a whole lot to talk about to add on the whole Packers season because I am really glad that I didn't make time to spend in front of the TV and just waste away watching that horrible, horrible excuse for a finale. It was, I, I it was, at this point, I was just listening so I could look forward to the season being done. Somebody at work told me, and I what are you a masochist? I, did, I didn't verify this, okay. but it was like the first time they've been shut out at home in like forty some years yeah. or something like yep. that. Mm-hmm. Wow, I want to say yeah, want to say that it, it was seventy six. Well, there you go. There's your like Kaiser Soze uh, era. Yeah, whatever. They can't find a good backup. Why? They can't find anybody. I don't know why. Why indeed? They keep trading for <laughs> bad guys. They keep drafting and not developing good enough guys. Like I was talking to uh, Michael just the other day. He asked me, should they spend that Saints pick in the first round, take a flyer and a quarterback? It can't hurt at this point. It's a free pick. And, yeah. he, and I mean, it's not like it's upwares where you're going to get an immediate playmaking starter. So if you're going to invest in somebody, why not? Right. Who cares? Or, what do you got to lose? Or go out and spend a little of the well, money that you're gonna you're gonna get from releasing guys like Cobb and Matthews, and go out and get a, you know a, a Blaine Gabbert. Even you know people make fun of Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, he's terrible if he starts opening day. Right. But if he comes in in week eight for two or three games, you can survive that. Right. We're like you can't survive Deshaun whole, Kaiser. You can't survive a season of Brett Hundley and Deshaun no, Kaiser. You can't. They're just they're not NFL quarterbacks. So Packers season mercifully ends. I'm 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 looking forward to the playoffs. Watching some good teams. I do have to play say football. The, yes. the, the, it it's very humorous to me. Uh-huh. It always is that like the the reaction of Packer fans like yourself to oh it's merc- oh, mercifully ending. Oh, it was yes. so bad. It was it's a like, slog. Welcome to the rest of the league, pal. Okay, that's fine. But that's not something we've had to deal with for the last decade. 
You don't two you, decades, but okay, but get, get used to it. You for, fine. The future's coming, man. You forget about that feeling. It's not like riding a bike. You don't know those bad times because you've packaged that all away and forgotten about it, and have just been soaking up the awesomeness that has been happening. And then when it comes back, you're you you don't you're like oh yeah, that's right. That doesn't happen. It's all fresh. Yeah, it's like I said. It's just it's just one of those funny things to me as. As a, fan, as a fan of a team who really is good about once every 10 years, you know, to listen to Packer fans bitch and moan about mm-hmm. one bad season is just, it's just kind of funny. That's, that's the reality <laughs> that Packer fans have lived in. I take no, no responsibility for that's just, that that's just what's been happening. I don't, I don't know how else to act. I, I can't, can't put your, put myself in your shoes. Could act like you are a Brewer fan and you've seen this before. I mean, it's the same thing. We we grew up. We we, we did yeah, grow up I with the '90s Brewers. It's something. There's something different about this, though. I don't because your Packer fans are lunatics. That's why. <sighs> Tired of that getting thrown out for the last well, however many years that you and I have been talking about football. Well, Packer fans are me lunatics. Wrong. I can't because there you go. <laughs> the whole the, the majority of the that's that's what it is. I don't associate myself with those people. It's exactly why I don't go to a, to a bar to watch a football game. That's murder. Yeah, I hear you. Just to hear everybody shouting and their opinions I, yeah. at the TV. With, I'm not going to a bar to watch any sport at all unless I'm in Vegas. Right. That's it. It's horrible. To listen to a bunch of people that don't know anything, act like they know stuff, there, hey, there's we'll not anything the, worse. We'll we, have the game We deal on. with that enough during oh, our basketball season listening to the parents right. scream out shit that they have no clue what the, even the rule is. But they just yell. Oh, uh, nice tease for our top five things we're yeah. already sick of in 2019. A- a- absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, man. Coaching search. Go ahead. I know you're all on this. You're all. I don't. Okay. Well, I'm just. I got a few no, names listed because like these the, are the only I like people. The names. These are some of the names so, that have been thrown Chuck out. Chuck Pagano and Jim Caldwell have already interviewed. Pass. Pass. Joe Philbin. Eh. Josh McDaniel. Okay. Uh, this Flores guy who apparently calls the defense for Belichick, but is mm-hmm. not the D coordinator because Bill is right, right. Like, like oh, Matt, well, he's basically he's Matt Patricia. Like, okay, right. That's who he is. And how'd that work? Uh, no, at least this guy doesn't look like he is. He going to be crawled late? out of a cave? Is he going to be late? Is he <laughs> going to tell people to sit up? Might don't slouch. He might. And then Pat Fitzgerald. I you have six names down on here, and none of them are. Blowing my doors off. Yeah, and that's that's something I got on the list. Who, I guess, I don't to know. say who do you want, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not asking you to maybe necessarily throw out a specific guy, but like, I don't, you're the, you're Mark Murphy. What are you looking for? What qualities in, in a head coach for this team and five years down the road going forward? What are you I, looking I, for? I don't know. I don't, I, so many things right now, and it's weird that they've all come to fruition to need addressing in such a short amount of time where it's like, okay, well, what specifically do you want the coach to specialize in? Because you need help across the board pretty much everywhere at this point. Do you want a defensive specialist guy? Then what do you do with Mike Pettin? Do you want an, then who do you hire as offensive coordinator? Do you want a guy who specializes in offense and you let Pettin stay? And then who do you else do you hire as O coordinator? I, I honestly don't know. I would be more curious about taking a chance on an unproven guy where you're just kind of like, oh, okay, I've heard good things. This could be really interesting. If we hit a home run, that's great. Because right now, over the next two years, if you do the same thing that you've done for the last two seasons, 
it doesn't really make any difference to me. I'd rather you try and go long and have something pay off than hire a guy who's just yeah, okay. Well, let's let's just say for argument's sake they hire uh, Pat Fitzgerald or yeah. Cliff Kingsbury or mm-hmm. one of these college yes. guys um, because of what you just said. Yep. It's different. It's a yep. hot name or yep. whatever. How's your quarterback going to deal with that? I don't know. Is your quarterback going to be able to? Well, if you're a Packer fan, it is. That's I mean, not, yeah. are you? is he going to be able and is he going to be willing to be coached by a guy who he might be about the same age as. Well, they're not taking his opinion into account. I would think that any new person coming in, regardless of age, well, unless you get one of these old-school-type guys who is my way or the highway, to me, part of the the process that Murphy and, and Gutekinst and whoever else is on the committee that's going to have to go through, they're going to have to be able to tell whether Rodgers is going to be able to work with this guy. The new coach is going to be able to work with Rodgers, whether there's going to be a symbiotic relationship or is it just going to be, no, I'm calling the shots, you're going to do what I say, and to me, that doesn't go over. Now, on the other hand, you can't give the quarterback just free reign to do whatever the hell he wants. That That's not the way that works. I think there's got to be some sort of middle ground that coach and quarterback is are, are going to need to be able to find. And I don't know how that's solved because I'm not in those meetings and I don't know who these people and what their philosophies are and how they handle players. I, one, I, I just hope that that's a possibility and I hope that's the route that they go. One thing that I've, I think will be very interesting, regardless of who they bring in, um, what do they do with the rest of their staff? You know, does, does Patton, if they hire a, a defense, you know, if, they, if you hire Josh McDaniel and he's your offensive coordinator and yep. your head coach, do they keep Patton? To me, you have to. Or do they say, or does McDaniel get to say, no, I want my own guy. I want to bring the the special teams coach from New, New England with me to be my D coordinator. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, M- Murphy has set this up where, you know, he is, he's, he's calling he's the, the shots. That's he's right. the money man. Yep. I mean, is, is, as much of a dictatorship yeah. as can be, it, it is now with the way he set it up for the Packers. So, is is he going to allow the coach to make I that decision? Is it, I'm I'm just not right now talking that, out loud. No, here, the way that I but, see it, I think that's absolutely 100 percent correct. That he is not going to be able. Like you are being hired as a head coach, uh, you're going to have no. Maybe he'll be able to hire his quarterbacks coach or mm-hmm. his receivers or running backs. I don't think he's going to be able to say, "Here's who I want as my D coordinator." Um, and that's an interesting thing because, you know. These guys, if a guy, if a guy like a if a guy like a Pat Fitzgerald is going to give up a Division One job in the Big Ten to come coach Aaron Rodgers for let's say four years, and you're going to not let him hire who he wants to hire, that's a tough sell, don't I you? Don't think? disagree. I don't. But that's the way that this whole setup has been kind of built with Murphy and then Gutekind and everybody reporting to the president. It's it's just funny because uh I saw I think USA Today put out a thing where they ranked the eight the eight vacancies in order of of most desirable and they Which, had they By had, the way, you can go back to that eight. I know. Jobs. Quarter of the uh, yeah, quarter, quarter of, the of the league. A third of the league including assistants has been fired. Wow. Which is just That's anyway, okay. silly. Yep. But um <clears throat> USA Today put this list out and they had the Packers as the most desirable desirable job which that that's fine whatever but i got to thinking about it and it's like you know other than Aaron Rodgers nothing what about nothing. that job is appealing nothing. location's not 
Well, you and I have gone over that about, Dude, about small not. market town and I heard and Greg cold Jennings talking and, about that the other day. He's like, I'm tired of that guy. He's like, look, we could not get free agents to play in Green Bay. I mean, you can be tired of him, but I don't think he's lying. Because they don't want to be in a small market or they don't want to be in cold weather or both? Uh, I think it's a little bit. I think it's. Because the Packers it, get a lot of national attention no matter what market size yes, they are. for sure. I don't know that it's necessarily that. I think it's just. Green Bay is in the so middle of nowhere. Isolated. Yeah. It's kind of like a Buffalo. Like you don't see Buffalo getting a lot of guys, and I don't think the cold is a big deal mm-hmm. because half the league is in a cold city. Um, but it, historically, they've just had a hard time getting those guys, and you know, so obviously Rogers for the next three to five years, however long he yeah. plays, and however long he plays at a high level, that's great. But other than him, there's nothing there. There's not a lot there. Your D line, if 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 it's uninjured, is is probably the next best position on that team. Um, the offensive line needs retooling. You're you got problems at wide receiver uh, outside of Devonte Adams because Allison's hurt. Cobb may maybe maybe not back at Boy, a bargain. Surprise. Well, uh, yeah, I'm, he'd have to take a big pay cut. That'd be it, it. I think he's probably going to learn what his market value is. It might be one of those guys like James Jones, yeah. who thinks you can go out and make money and then realize that nobody's banging down your door for your services. You got to play and, first, and then well, right, <laughs> and then you come back on the cheap. Um, tight end, you know, Jimmy Graham's going to be back. Lance is Kendricks he, is a free back? agent. He's on a three-year deal. Oh, boy. Um, so he's got, to me, he's got at least one more year there. Um, running back, he got Aaron Jones, but again, he's had MCL problems the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. You don't have anybody at linebacker. Clay, maybe, maybe not. Nick Perry, bad. Um, and the secondary, you got a couple of young. good young corners. Might be good, might not. Right. Yeah, you don't know. So it's, I don't know what, yeah, you're right. Outside of Rodgers and... Your defensive line. I don't know what you're coming. You're going there for. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting. I mean, the the when you hear the Green Bay Packer coaching job is open, you think about Lombardi. and, oh, and it's Favre history. And it's Star- all it is. Yes, you think about all those things. But, but then it's you realize like, what you got on yeah. paper, and you're like, maybe it's best to think about history and just forget what's actually. Yeah, there. it's it, it it's going to mm-hmm. be very interesting how it plays out. I'm I'm. I'm watching it be, you know, obviously they're a team in the division for for the Bears, so it matters, but it, it's just interesting how the whole thing is going to play out, and, you know, us being local here, we're going to get to, you know, read about a oh, lot of it if, if we all, want to. It's all, and I saw a good tweet about NFL, uh, NFL sources now in coaching searches are now basically agents talking. Right. And that's all it is, so right. you can believe what you want. Um, I, to me, there's two things. In pro football that I'm now looking forward to, it's who are they going to hire and then the draft in a couple months. I mean, playoffs I'll follow. It'll be nice, but I, whatever. I'm kind of done with this whole this whole season. One name, well, f- before I say that, I, I, I would expect this to happen reasonably quick for Green Bay. We have to. Um, they've had four weeks now where they're quote-unquote yeah, doing their due yeah. diligence. So they should already have identified the five to ten guys that they want to interview, which you would think would happen here in the next week or ten days. I would expect them by the conference championship game at the latest to be naming a new coach. Um, okay, Philbin was going to interview today or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They got uh, they got McDaniel's on Friday, and then they got that. Um, well, that's the thing. The if tight ends coach for the Saints on Saturday. If you're talking with a guy like McDaniel's, like look, I you know I don't think the Patriots are particularly good this year, but. 
I mean, if they made the Super Bowl again, would anybody be surprised? They they no. could possibly have two playoff home games. No. They're eight no at home, and all of a sudden now you're into February and you don't have a coach if you're waiting for McDaniel. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so I, that, that's, I don't disagree. But one guy that popped into my head, and I would be I would hate it if it happened. And it's a guy that Fangio. I haven't heard mentioned with the Packers is Fangio. Yeah. He's he's interviewed for three yeah. jobs. That's it, it. It's very it, that that would be one where it's like I could hurt my rival yeah. and the best team in the division, yep. and I'm getting a guy that I can plug in right now that has a history. He did it with the Niners, and he's done it with the Bears of of taking young defenses and building them up. You know, I the you know you can say well the Bears got Khalil Mack. Bears were very good, good last year on that. defense. Mack very put good. Him, put them way over the top. Yes. So he's got a history of that. I, I, I'm i a little surprised I haven't heard his name. Now, is he head coaching material? No idea. But he's a hell of a defensive coordinator. And I would hate to, I would hate to see him go anywhere, even if he takes one of these other jobs. That would suck for the Bears. But I'm a little surprised the Packers haven't, haven't gone that route. Maybe they called the Bears and said, no, you can't interview him. I don't know. That would have been reported. That's possible. Because right. the Bears did that to the Packers for a decade right. with Clements. Yes. And that yep. worked out real well for everybody involved, especially Clements. Well, are you soaking this up? Were you hoping for a number two seed and a bye? Or are you just happy to kind of get there and have a uh, a win? Are you scared about the Eagles? No. Nick Foles? No. Okay. No. I, where where, where seed, are you sitting on A two this? seed would have been great. Yeah. What, you know, the, the Rams playing basically the two worst teams in the NFC the last two weeks of the season pretty much meant that wasn't going to happen. Um, right. So I obviously happy that the Bears are in the playoffs uh first time since 2010. Um I was a little surprised that they went all out against the Vikings. Why? Um just because, because given the Rams be, were playing the Niners. Yeah, because at halftime or even midway through the third quarter, you know, the Rams were blowing the 49ers out so Didn't they, they could have they were going to somebody was going to be telling him the score. Yes. Yes. So, and and I mean, so that was a little bit interesting. It didn't it didn't hurt them because they didn't lose anybody in the second half by it's, playing. It's also that. a division game. Don't you want to stomp them to death well, here, regardless? Here's the way I looked at it. I mean, you won the division. You knocked the Packers out of the playoffs. Yeah. Season you, made. You knocked the Vikings out yep. of the playoffs, mm-hmm. and now you have a playoff home game. I'm not sure that it can get a hell of a lot better than that for the Bears this year. I mean, they could go on some magical run like the Eagles did last year, but I'm you, not counting on it. To me, you've already overachieved for sure, hundred percent. And I, I think this is a it's a great building block for some of their young players. And you know, the Eagles, everybody's all oh the Eagles, Nick Foles. It's like, dude, look who they're playing, look how they're winning. I mean, if the Bears can run the ball at all. On Sunday against them, and I think their chances are pretty good with getting Kyle Long back, which is huge for yep. that team. I think if they can run the ball and control the clock a little bit, they're going to have no problem with that Eagles team. Yeah, uh, you know if, but if it gets into a situation where you know um, you you can't control the ball, you get behind and you have to start throwing the ball around, and you're asking Trubisky to make plays in his first playoff game. Now I think you got a little bit of a, a, a possibility for disaster. What if you have to rely on Cody Parkey? Oh my God! Please, just go for two. 
Just go for two on every touchdown. I love that text message. That was great. Oh, he's going to kill. He, he's going to cost him something. He's going to cost him something. Or at least put him into a position yes. where you're like, gee, thanks. Yes. Thanks, guy. It's going to be, he's either going to cost him a game or it's going to be a situation where they're driving late and they're down, you know, seven and they score. And it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> do, do we trot this soccer player out there or do we try to go for two and, and win the game? Oh man, I don't know, but uh, I I don't know. I I thought the I just thought on Sunday it was very interesting to see the Bears go for it. I'm I'm glad that they did. Um, it's it's always fun to knock the Vikings out. Yeah. Um, nobody likes them. That's for certain. But uh, <clears throat> so yeah, now, do you feel better that if you have to play the Rams? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, you got you, You're gonna have to go there if you win. Yep. Most likely. Yep. Um. That so. you know the Rams don't scare me. All right. Um, I mean, they've already proven that they can beat them. Now, granted, it was, you know, it was very cold and windy that day in Chicago, and the conditions will be much more conditioned to the Rams out in L.A. But man, I don't know. You look at some of these teams around the league that are still alive, and you know, defense has kind of made a little resurgence this year with some of these teams. Um, you know, I, I look at a team like Baltimore, and it's like. You know, Not much. Do, you, do you trust Lamar Jackson? Well, no, but they're another team. If they run the, if they have the ball for thirty-seven minutes and they have a lockdown defense, I don't really care where you play. Yeah, it's hard to beat that kind of a team. I mean, I've seen the Bears beat teams that I didn't think they could beat this year by holding them down defensively. I've seen the Ravens certainly do it here in the last half of the season. Because I look at this on Sunday. And I mean, I agree with everything you said about Baltimore, but I look at the Chargers having to go there. Hands down to me, the better team top to bottom is L.A. And I don't know that they're going to get out of Baltimore with a win. It's And that yeah, yeah. that that is that's the beauty of winning your own division and mm-hmm. getting a home game, mm-hmm. no matter how much of a of a dumpster fire top to bottom your division is. Right. If you still win, you get a home game. Yep. You know, and and you have those things, like you said, those qualities of a of a really knock down, drag them out defense. Well, and and those teams are, I mean, obviously they're beatable teams, but they're very hard teams to play against. Right. You know, you don't. I, I don't. It's not I, unbeatable. I don't foresee. I think the Chargers will win just because I think they have the most talent, and they played each other two Lamar, weeks ago. You're you're going to Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. Well, they just played two weeks ago, so. This whole Lamar Jackson thing, now they got tape. They 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 know a little bit more about him this time around. Um but they're just th- those kind of teams are so hard to play against. I don't think that it's going to be a situation where the Chargers or the Eagles roll into either one of those stadiums and drop 30. You know, if they're going to win those games, if the Eagles beat the Bears, they're going to beat them like 20 to 17. They're not going to beat them 18, 37 15, to 20, yeah. you know what I mean? Not going to get out of the teens. Right. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Right. I mean, it, it's it's fun to have the Bears in the playoffs finally. I mean, outside of the Bears, I'm looking at the playoff matchups. To me, the most delicious game of the weekend is the Seahawks and the Cowboys in in Dallas because because yeah. that's a good defense. Everybody has talked about not wanting to play Seattle just because of how. But then again, who did they just didn't they just get by? Is it Arizona? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one of those teams where it's like. To me, they play to the level of their competition sometimes. The Seahawks? Yes. Yeah, that's fair. I But that's going to be an interesting one. You're right, because both of those teams are built the same way for the most part. I mean, they've got 
uh, a mobile quarterback yep. that is not a what you would call a great thrower of the ball, but no, they but can make Dak, they the can make plays. Last week had four touchdowns. Yep. And you've got they both got running games they rely heavily upon, yep. and they both got good defenses. So that's another one that might be a thirteen to ten game. Right. I don't see a lot of scoring going on in that one. I, I certainly d- am not just automatically assuming Dallas is going to win. Mm-hmm. I think Seahawks have a very good chance of going in there and winning. Um, Saturday, the Colts and the, at the Texans. I guess I'd like to see Indy win just for Andrew Luck's sake, but on the other hand, the Texans just have this history of just coming up short yeah. when they, they have all these preseason hype and expectations, and then nothing ever happens to live up to it. So would I see, like to see them take it to another level? Yes, but I, I mean, I don't really have any skin in the game. So it, I mean, Well, and this it, is it really a year for matter. them. They really didn't have any expectations with Watson and Watt and all these guys that were hurt last year. Nobody really knew what they were going to be, and right. nobody's really bought into them all year. Cause Especially you've kind when of been, they start out 0-3. Yeah, you've kind of been waiting for them to yeah. fall off the yeah. cliff here. But, um, yeah, uh, I don't believe they've ever won a playoff game. They've had several home opportunities. They might have won one. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's – very limited success either way. Do you have our picks from who did what or what we selected? Well, I know for, my, for division. I, know, I, I don't even remember. No, no. We'd have to go back and look. But okay. All um, I know is that I picked the Falcons, I think, for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I had Steelers and Saints. Okay. Well, so you, you could have one of those. I could have one of those. Speaking yeah. of the Steelers, what in the world is going on there? I don't want guys like that. I told this to somebody today. I think, well, I was at work. Like, yeah, oh, what about that? These are guys. No matter how they, how much they can help you, and they're awesome. That's not something that I want my team having to deal with. It's a fantasy football team. Diva, diva play. I mean, like super divas. Yeah, but I mean, it, but it's a, it's a. The reason I, the reason I think those guys have become super divas. They're a fantasy football team. They're stat people. They're stat people. I had this conversation with a buddy of mine the other day. We were talking about the Antonio Brown situation. And I don't think he's – I think he's a very good wide receiver. A lot of people say he's the best wide receiver in football. Right now? I I don't even think he's top five. I I think he's a function of stat-driven People nowadays, uh-huh. I think the fantasy. I think the fact that he has these games where he catches fifteen balls for two hundred fifty yards, for, you know, for all these yards, and everybody gets enamored with that. But it's like, yeah, but I remember listening to some people with the Lions, and you know, people with well, Lions, maybe not the greatest example, but when Calvin Johnson was there with Stafford, <laughs> like Stafford, there was pressure on Stafford to get him the ball. Yeah. And I'm not saying Johnson was a diva like this, but I don't think when so. you have a player that great at that position, the Giants are dealing with it with Beckham. You yes. have to find ways to get him the ball, and there's pressure to do so, and you might force it. So now all of a sudden, as a quarterback, you're throwing more picks. Sometimes it's, it's, it's better for everybody involved when that guy's maybe not around as much because you can spread it out Addition more. Addition by subtraction. Look at Dallas. They get, rid get rid of De- they get rid of Des Bryant, who's no- been nothing but a problem for them his whole career, whining about this and that. They get rid of him. They have a great year. They overachieve. They win their division. When everybody just said, like, now what? Who are you going to go to? Who's going to pass the ball to? It just, who's going to do that? Who's going to take over? But your, your comment about the Diva thing, and 
it's something that I've thought I've always kind of believed. I just don't believe in paying wide receivers big money. There's maybe two or three guys in the league at that position that I would give legitimately big money to. That's it. I mean, Julio Jones, yeah. DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, 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 does Tom Brady need a big name receiver? Never no. has. Does Drew Brees? Never no. has. Does Rogers? Not really. I mean, Devontae Adams, if Devontae Adams is on the Dolphins, do we even know who he is? Probably not. So these teams that have these guys that they're paying all this money to, I mean, Antonio Brown's making like $22 million. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, when's the la- what's the last Super Bowl champion whose best player was their wide receiver? The 1990 49ers with Jerry probably, Rice? Probably. I mean, what are we talking about here? Randy Moss never won anything. Terrell Owens never won anything. No. Yeah, they, they were on a team that got to a Super Bowl. But it's not like that position is like, oh, my God, we got to have this big star because he's going to carry us to the promised land. It's not how it works. The guy that I can just remember is Desmond Howard, who was wanted to play wide receiver, but the most damage he did was on special teams. Totally. You know, I mean, you just you just don't need that. I I mean, look at the Bears; they win twelve games. Their best receiver is Allen Robinson. Yeah, I mean, nice player, fine, but who the hell? Who cares? Not he, a world. He could be replaced by fifty guys in the NFL. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's just one of my. If I was a general manager and and I had a guy like an Antonio Brown and he came to me asking for that kind of money, I'd laugh him out the room. I just, you know, we've won Somebody without... Somebody else can go overpay you. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're fine. What do you have on this old quarterbacks at home note? I I see something in common with all these guys, and none of them are playing in the playoffs. That's what it is. All, all. So you got Big Ben, Eli, Rodgers, Andy Dalton, Alex Smith, Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan, and Cam Newton, all of which have been playoff quarterbacks... And let me think, one, two, three, four, five. Five of them have started Super Bowls. Three of them have won Super Bowls. And none of them are in the playoffs. And they're all, I think with the exception of Cam, all on the backside of their career. So it's just kind of interesting. Is there a little bit of a shift in the league right now where some of these younger quarterbacks Well, you still got Brady. are mo- well, yeah, but <laughs> I mean Rivers has been in the league just as long as Eli. Yeah, but they've missed the playoffs in a there lot. T- that's true. You know, you got and Lucky Wilson, mm, yeah, Watson, yeah, Trubisky, Goff. Yeah, that's fairly young. You know, fairly basically, young crop. basically, Mahomes. other than Breeze and Brady. Yep, that's pretty. Most much of it. these guys are relatively young and in their primes. It's just Rivers. I just thought it yep. was kind of interesting that you know a lot of these guys and and I showed you the thing of. Uh, the top six paid quarterbacks yes. in football. None of yep. them made the playoffs nope. this year. That's a. It's that's an a tr- interesting. Yes, it it's is interesting to, to see that. You know. All right, we already went over the coaching vacancies. That there's a. Let's just quick run through. I mean, you got the Dolphins, the Jets. What? <laughs> I I can't help but laugh at what's going on in Cincinnati. That's you get rid of that guy, and granted, he's taken you to the playoffs. I don't think he's never won in the playoffs, and he has a bad record against the Steelers, which mm-hmm. is the rival, and that's the that's yep. what they care about. So you get rid of him because you think you can do better, and then he endorses Hugh Jackson, who has three total head coaching wins. Now, granted, 
It's in Cleveland, which to me, if you're going to grade Joe Philbin on his head coaching career, you also have to preface it with, well, it's only been with the Dolphins. Mm -hmm. So you have to say something, but still, that's the guy you're going to endorse because he's your buddy? I don't think there's any way in hell that he gets that job. You hope not, but would For, you? Would it shock you if he did? Yes. Really? Yes. It wouldn't shock me at because all. Because I think their fans would revolt. I think it would be not as big if the Packers hired Philbin, but if, if the – let me rephrase Go that. Ahead. It would be – a big deal. I think it would be a big deal for Packer fans if the Packers ended up hiring Joe Philbin. I think a lot of them would be pissed off and say, well, who is this guy? What has he ever done? All we're doing is more of the same. I think it would be 10 times a bigger deal in Cincinnati okay. if they fired Marvin Lewis, which it was time. That's fine. He'd been there for like 16 Everybody years. But he runs the course. And hired him and, and brought Hugh in Jackson. his buddy, Hugh Jackson, who, like you said, has got three. He's got. I think he's got 11 career wins in like four years as a head coach, something like that. I, I just don't know how you can justify that to your fan base, um, whether you're whether you're you're doing a complete rebuild teardown or not. Mm -hmm. um, there's just there's better people out there yeah. that deserve a, a second chance, or in some cases a first chance. First chance, you know. Broncos already touched on the Packers, obviously the Buccaneers, who are flirting with Chip or uh, Brian Kelly in Notre Dame. Thought that was interesting. And apparently today Bruce Arians has reached out to them as well. Really? Okay. Didn't didn't catch that yep. one. And uh the Cardinals, who've already been turned down by Mike McCarthy. And and, and McCarthy's interviewing with both the Jets and the Browns. Yeah, what what did I hear? They offered McCarthy like full control. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like basically, you know, I don't of think they were giving him the GM Cleveland? title of of Arizona. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't believe it was they were going to give him the GM title, but they were going to like allow him to be very involved in personnel <laughs> and pick some of the players and things like that. If, if there's a destination for him, it's with all the former Packer people in Cleveland in in, in the front office. Yeah, to I me. agree. Because it's that's how you know people, your setup is good around. It's not a completely new atmosphere. Well, the other one that's been thrown out the last couple days for him has been the Jets. Yeah. But I don't really see that because he's not really a New York guy. I think to succeed in New York, you got to be a little different. Ha have a different personality. And he's totally very, he's very dry. He's very yep. boring. He's not going to give them anything. And he gets pissed when you challenge yeah. him. Which, do you think the New York media will challenge him? 100%. <laughs> I think a market like Cleveland, who's just starved for anything good, right. would see, oh, wow, we just got a Super Bowl winning coach. That's Who's, got a pedigree of, and has Midwest roots, has, and yep, absolutely, he knows all the all the players, Completely all, all the players in the front office. Yep, um, yeah, uh, that's to me, that's the place he's got to go if if he's going to take any of these jobs. All right. Well, playoffs happening on Saturday and Sunday. We'll see whether the Bears can pull one out. See how long it takes for the Packers to get a head coach. We can move and close the book, I think, on college football. I mean, I think we can spend probably two or three minutes. We'll get into that a little later next, as well. Next week. Oh, yeah. 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 Another good tease. Um, the Pinstripe Bowl, I we were doing a game. Yeah. yeah. I, and, and I didn't. They won. Yay. Yeah. It's, I, I was a little surprised at the score, mm -hmm. but you had brought up and some other people brought up the fact that. Miami didn't uh, want to be there. No. And neither did their coach, apparently. Did, did, how fast was that? Yeah. I didn't expect that. No, me either. Especially when he said, it, you know, we need change, we need to do this, we need to do that. It seemed like that got, that he, he got fired. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he got fired. They let him say the guys. They, he, they just hired him like a year and a half, two years ago from Georgia well, when he got fired it was, there. It was embarrassing. I mean, it's embarrassing. It, it is for that program. Go, lose, I mean, not get, to lose to the Badgers, no. but to score three points in a bowl game. And what I read something like their last two regular season games, they didn't even have like a hundred yards passing. So like they really? had major issues. Yeah. Nope. Um, Big Ten five and four. The West Division I think is four and one. So everybody uh-huh. talks about the uh, the East Division of having all the good teams, and granted, it's the level of competition you're playing because the the West was a, l- a little bit down as far as yeah, records were concerned. But hey, played, they won. Iowa played a top yes, twenty team and won. And, yes, they did. And Utah was, I believe, ranked. Yep, weren't 18th. they? Were they not? Yep. So I mean, hey, seventeenth, eighteenth. You only yeah. you, you play who you play. Well, Michigan uh, once again though came up quite short. And that was well, they had a lot of people missing. A lot of people sitting out these bowl games preparing for their for the NFL draft, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But then part of me wants, okay, well, maybe we should reshuffle the bowl lineup once we see who actually is going to play. Right. Because if you're missing all of your key people, why are we playing this game just to get absolutely trounced by somebody who's got yeah, some pro guys, but people who actually want to play football. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's you put your team in a bad position, and granted, you're looking out for your future, and I will not begrudge anybody no, not for, at all. for doing that. Not after a couple years ago, that one kid uh, that was a tight end Jake Butt. blew his knee up. Yep. Yeah, not, you know. Lost a round or two. Yep. A lot of money. Took flyer, absolutely. Um, you and I have touched on the, the college football playoff. Um, I, I've mentioned it on the air a couple of times. I mean, it's just, you know, the usual suspects, Notre Dame, Please. Well, how many people thought that that actually was? I, you've got people. To me, the Notre Dame fanaticism is up there with any other team in sports for sure. And and you can and the media is complicit in it. Yes, because they're the ones that keep driving this narrative that Notre Dame is still a football power, and they're just not. If you watched any of that game. The caliber of athlete on the field it was not even close. When they ran, when they did the BCS, they factored it in so that it favored them because they were an independent, and yep. if they were in the polls, they would get preferential treatment over any other team that was up there yep. that wasn't a conference champion. Yeah, when when you get to pick your entire schedule, right, and you play. You know, you play a couple um, rivalry games and that's fine. You get the Stanford's, the Michigan's, the Michigan States, yep, and but you know all that stuff. It's different. It's just different when you're in a league. It's, it just yeah. is because you're you're recruiting against different people than you might normally. You're going for the same kid, and and the coaches, you know, they know they know each other. There's, when the Badgers play Michigan State, there's no secret. No, D'Antonio's been there for a decade. Paul Chris knows everything that they're going to do and vice versa. So now you just got to, who's got the best players and who executes? That's not really the case with Notre Dame. You know, they're playing these schools that they're, you know, USC's had, they're on like their ninth coach since Pete Carroll. And, <laughs> you know, some of these quote unquote rivalry games that, you know, big deal. You started playing them in 1912. Whoop de doo. Keep playing Navy every year. Oh boy. Oklahoma couldn't play defense. I think everybody knew that coming in. I mean, if you watched any Big 12 game, <laughs> yeah. the, it took them, I mean, you're allotted generally two and a half to three hours to play a football game. Sometimes three and a half of those games are going four and a half, five hours. That's why Because the, it was just so many points. That's why the Lincoln Riley NFL coach talk is like, 
why would you hire that guy to be your coach? Well, if you have again the uh, a Fangio as a defensive coordinator, and you put up a guy that that can run an offense and put up points, I mean, you know, he's got two back to back Heisman guys, best quarterbacks in college football. It's Oklahoma, man. I understand, but I I wouldn't have a problem with him being in charge of my offense. Uh, my offense, sure. That's what my I mean. Team, well, no, no. She coordinator, sure, not a coach, no. Okay. Um, so yeah, Alabama and Clemson, whatever. Yeah, I don't really care. No, I, I honestly don't. Boring. Just, I mean, I'll watch because it's a football game and it'll be on TV. I, I it, but it doesn't matter to me. So, um, how about the Bucks? Best record in the league. Yeah, pretty pretty interesting, huh? Pretty pretty awesome. Twenty six and ten, first in the East. They won seven of eight. Um, had a nice blowout win last yeah, night over. Uh, and Giannis was Detroit. the fourth leading scorer. Yep. I thought Budenholzer's comments were hilarious about Lopez. Oh, I know. It's I like, know. It's one of those things where what is he doing? Oh, he made it. I'm gonna yeah, go sit down. Yeah, he shot two of them yesterday from from like 35 feet, and I think he made he made one of them. Uh-huh. And it's it, like it's crazy to set, see him shoot from that far. Set an NBA record for a center over a certain height to make more than seven threes yeah, in a game or something like that. It's it's wild. It's it, yeah. it's it's fun to watch, I'll tell you yeah. that. And you know, some some nice things that they got going for them. I believe they're 8 and 1 in their division right now. Okay. They beat they beat the Bulls twice. They're 2 and 0 against the Bulls, 2 and 0 against the Cavs, 3 and 0 against Detroit and 1 and 1 against Indiana, who's really their only competition. So that's nice to have. Um, they've only got three home losses, which is nice. And, uh, yeah, they're sitting at the top of the East right now. They've got Atlanta. Uh, Budenholzer's former team. Budenholzer's former team. They got them Friday. Friday, yeah. they got big Tur- game with Toronto Turn on around, Saturday. Right around, and then this is three games in four days. That I mean, that's, uh, that's pretty big. This Toronto game on Saturday is, to date, the biggest game of the season. It's at home Bucks. too because they're in the middle of a six-game homestand. If the Bucks can win that game, they will win the season series. So tiebreaker, which there. is huge. Yeah, because you're talking about possible tiebreaker for the number one seed in the mm-hmm. conference. Um, that would be that would be mammoth. And then can they uh, do that? Oh, absolutely. Can they get the number one seed in the conference? Oh, can, yeah. Can they hold on? I think as so. far as their own record and stop anybody who's coming for them. You know, of course, barring injury, you know, you say that with everybody, but Boston and Philadelphia, the two teams everybody kind of thought were going to be the cream of the crop, they're kind of treading water. Okay. You know, Boston's got a lot of guys that deserve time. They've had some, they've had a few injuries. Gordon Hayward's not right after that ankle injury. Um, so they've got some issues. Philadelphia's got three really good players. In Butler, Simmons, and Embiid, and JJ Redick can still shoot, but they can't guard the other team's guards. That's their problem. Um, right. Toronto's good. Toronto's got Kawhi, but you know they've also got a lot of guys that are just guys that play really well at home, and they're not as good on the road. Um, so the Bucks got certainly got a good chance to hold on, but. Um, you know, you can't be giving away games to the Suns and to the Knicks and teams like that. You got to beat the crap teams yep. and then, you know, hold serve at home. And, and you know, I, I always say in the NBA, if you can win 75% of your games at home and 50% of your games on the road, you're a really good team because you're going to be about, you're going to win around 50 to 55 games. That pretty much is going to put you in a top three spot in the playoffs. And, you know, 
anything can happen when you get in the playoffs. So. They, they were asked some of the players after the game on Wednesday night, um, or on Tuesday night, rather, how many All-Stars they think they'll have. And I think a couple of guys said, were you looking at maybe three or four? Yeah, for, I'm looking at one. From that time. Okay. I'm only looking at Just one. Just Giannis. Yes, yes. Um, right. Middleton is uh, borderline. He basically couldn't make a shot in December. He was pretty pretty awful. He did, you know, he was good at some of the other stuff, but um he really really was in a slump for about a month. And Bledsoe and Brogdon, I mean, they're they've had nice years, but I don't see them having all-star years. The only way that I think they get 3 or 4 is if they ripped off a huge run here and went into the all-star break like 40 and 15. You know, if they win 15 of their next 18 games or something, then maybe. Okay. Um but yeah, any anything more than Giannis, if you kind of go down the roster in the East, um, it, two maybe, but any more than that would be asking. Is he gonna, is he, how? Where's the MVP race with him standing right I think now? Right now, he's got to be number one. Yeah, I would think so. Okay. Um, you know, best record in the league. Yeah. He's putting up monster numbers. Um, I mean, Jesus Christ! Imagine if this guy had a jump shot. Good God! Yep. He's starting to make him a little bit now. more because he's. He's shooting him a little bit more in the flow of the offense. When he when he thinks about it, when he catches it and tries to set up and shoot it, they don't go in. But when he's just playing, he's got a little bit more success. But um, man, look out for that guy if all, all right. of a sudden he develops like a 15, 18 footer. You're gonna have to educate me on uh, well the whole thing because I don't pay attention so, to the league like you do. There's so. been some NBA players more than any other sport. The, the player has a, a bigger voice in, in the culture. Um, and these guys in this era certainly like to use that voice for a variety of different things. Um, last year, we had Kyrie Irving talking about the world being flat and being serious <laughs> about right. it. Um, then we had Steph Curry come oh, out the, a couple weeks landing. ago and talk yeah. about the moon landing. And he when he started taking grief, quickly backtracked and claimed it was a joke, which, mm. okay, at least you were willing to say that. And then you had LeBron James come out last week and compare NFL football owners to slave owners oh, and having that. a slave mentality. Okay. Um, this is probably is a quote-unquote controversial thing to say, but this is what happens when guys don't, they're not educated. Um, I mean, Kyrie Irving... Went to Duke for five minutes. Probably didn't take a class above remedial math because he didn't have to. Not, I'm not calling him stupid. I'm just saying that's the way that this works when you're one and done. Um, I highly doubt that as a high school kid, he was really, really super engrossed in his American history class, <laughs> considering that he knew he was going to play in the NBA. Same with LeBron James. Um, LeBron James, by his comments, would lead most people to believe he doesn't know the first thing about slavery in this country. And... The fact that the NFL has probably made more black men millionaires than any other venture or walk of life in America, to say that is pretty silly. And I heard a lot of NFL players push back on him for that. Um, you know, completely speaking out of school. I mean, to me, that's a racist comment. Um, you know, the Steph Curry and the Kyrie thing, and Kyrie kind of doubled down a couple weeks ago when Curry was going through all this and saying how. You know, the media twists words, and they want to portray these guys as dumb. And it's like, no, nah, man, you when you say dumb stuff, we think you're dumb. And when you're going to try to... Pretty you simple know, equation. Gonna, yeah, you're going to try to argue something like whether or not the earth is flat, something that is 
been worldly, worldwidely accepted for like, I don't know, 400 years, 500 years. <laughs> now all of a sudden you, the point guard for Boston's got it figured out. Like, <laughs> seriously? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and it, it's a little bit of a symptom with LeBron of he's kind of entered this mode now where like he doesn't care. Doesn't and have to. He, he even said it in an interview uh, with Rachel Nichols on ESPN. You know, they were talking to him about some of the the tampering stuff and him talking about trading for Anthony Davis. And and his his quote was, "They're not going to tell me what I can do." Um, when a guy has that kind of mentality and he's the face of a league that is unwilling to do anything to him, um, uh, it, it makes it hard to. It makes it hard to control everybody else, you know. It's kind of like when your best player is an asshole. It's hard to keep everybody else in line. But right. if your best player will allow him to be coached, then everybody else can be coached. Yep. It's kind of the same thing with LeBron in the league. Um, but you know, he came out the other day and on his little HBO echo chamber show that he's got, okay. and declared himself the greatest of all time because they beat Golden State in 2016. I, I love that, and it was pretty funny. On uh, on NBA TV on Monday nights they have a show called Players Only, and it's their studio show before they show the the game of the of the week that night. And this week it happened to be Chris Webber, Isaiah Thomas, Pistons Isaiah Thomas, and Kevin McHale, and they were talking about him saying that. And Isaiah Thomas, who everybody knows, him and Michael Jordan hate each other. They hate each other's guts. Don't even want to be in the same room with each other. Even he said, Michael Jordan never said that. Would never say that. Bill Russell, Kareem, Magic, Bird. You don't say that, man. It's disrespectful to everybody that came before you. It's disrespectful to your team and the people that you're competing against. Is anybody going to say that to him? Not publicly. You know, possibly privately. I I, mean, if he thinks that, I have no problem with LeBron thinking that. And if him and his buddies want to sit around and and talk about that, that's great. But when you're gonna go on your on your show that you produce and you're sitting with your buddies and it's on a channel that has basically bent to your will, and you're gonna put this out for everybody, and then you're gonna get mad when there's backlash. I don't really understand that. Doesn't make any sense to me, but I don't know, man. I guess it's just the the age we're in now. I mean, I think the days of yes. the the humble you know, oh, no. e- even the fake humble. No. Uh, give, give me a little fake humble once in a while. A little humble brag. You know, yeah. But yeah. The, these these guys now that have to tell you all the time how great they are, and you know, every every time they go in the weight room, they got to put a video on Twitter or Instagram to show you that they can do curls. And it's like, you know, if you're great, let everybody else tell you that you're great. You don't need to be patting yourself on the back. That's just my little rant there. I like it. I like it. All right. We, uh, we're running out of show that, that we like to uh, bring you. We still have a good top five and a. Yeah, we can and, buzz through this. And, and a sad way to quick. end it, but uh, let's talk some college hoops. Watch a little bit of Marquette. You and I were texting uh, yeah. during the game against St. John's where I, I had thought, and again, I don't pay as close attention to every team around the league, but I, I thought the Red Storm played typically at Madison Square Garden. So I was. I was like, where are they playing right now that looks like an extended high school mm-hmm. gym? Yeah, it's their it's their little on-campus arena that it seats little like 5,000 right. yes. or something. It, yeah. I, they had them crammed in there. Um, 
And they tough, lost, tough, tough to play there. Lost their Big East opener. Well, and it, you got guys over on a. It's like at one of these high school gyms in Milton mm-hmm, with the balcony. It, yes, yeah. with the, that runs all the way around in back of the baskets. Mm-hmm. So you've guys got guys looking down right over the hoop almost right. onto the court. I mean, they're everywhere. <laughs> yep. They're on top. It's not just on the sides of the court. I thought I thought that was a very weird setup. Yeah, um, and not obviously worthy of a Division One program like a. St. John's team that just lost its first game of the season over the weekend, and uh, Golden Eagles lost their Big East opener because St. John's looks to be kind of good this year. Yeah, they're year. good. Very athletic. Um, they've got a kid at point guard that that Pons, Shamari Pons, that is very much like Marquette's Marcus Howard, where guy can just go off. I mean, he can get hot for four minutes and drop 18 points on you, and you don't really know what hit you. And... Uh, Howard didn't do that. He came in he averaging last 25. Night. Yeah, no. And last he scored night, seven or eight or something like they that. They shut him down, and, yep. and you know, that's the book on Marquette. You know, you got to you gotta make him work, and you got to make the Housers and some of these other guys beat you. But, man, Marquette's got to learn how to win on the road because they've played two true road games. Yes. And they've been blown out in yep, both. For sure. So you're not going to be able to play. You know, they've got thoughts of winning the Big East this year, but you ain't going to do that go if you to, can't play at the Pfizer. you got to go to Villanova. you got to yep. go to Xavier. Yep. you got to go to Providence, Seton Hall. I mean, Georgetown. Well, this weekend is Xavier. The, yeah. the Musketeers are kind of down this year, but that, that'll that be a good one to see if they can get. For sure. That'll be a good game. So, uh, Badgers had a problem at home against Western Kentucky last year. Mm-hmm. This wasn't really surprising to a lot of people that they went down and they lost to the Hilltoppers. Not really surprising. No, uh, not surprising. No, not not shocking. I guess I was a little surprised. Yeah. Um, you know, when you got a top twenty yeah. team and you've got um, what most people would say is a first team All American and Ethan Happ, you don't expect to go down and lose to a team led by a freshman center who, by all accounts, kicked Happ's ass. Yeah. Um, I did not see the game, but from the things I read, uh, it sounded like he he outplayed Hap in that game. Um, Davidson kind of, you know, went nuts, and I think he had like twenty five or something for the Badgers to keep him in it. But, they booed every time he got the ball. You know, well, I think because uh, the charge last year. Yeah, he he well charge flop <laughs> semantics here, right? But uh, yeah, surprising loss for the Badgers, and you know they got they got a couple tough ones this week with uh, the Gophers tomorrow, mm-hmm. and then uh, at Penn State this weekend. So. Oh, for sure. Um, in the conference play now, this is yes, where this you know is... records and rankings and all that stuff doesn't mean much. No, it, it's you. You kind of get it sorted out at the end, yeah, and just see where everybody is left standing. Exactly. All right, so we have a top five, and I and I like that you brought this up a couple of days before. I think you even brought this up late last week. Yeah. Just to give you enough time I, to think on it. The, the the whole LeBron calling himself the goat thing is kind of what set me off on this. So okay. uh, I've got I've got more than five, but we'll we'll let you go first, and I'll kind of okay. cross off, you know, ones that that we've got that are duplicates. All right, and these are in no particular order. This right. is just what I started thinking of. Things we're sick of in sports, and it can be and it didn't it just be start a player with this year. or a team. No. It can be whatever. you know I didn't even I didn't even go that far. I didn't even single out any players or teams well, or coaches or anything. That's yeah. fine. I just <laughs> things that I just don't either pay attention to because I don't like them or just that I'm kind of tired of hearing or seeing. Sure. Number one is the hot take shouting shows. Done. Done with them. I have no Stephen A. Smith. Um, I don't realize. I, I don't really understand how he continually has a job in whatever sport that he covers. He's why got like he has, eight jobs? He does, and I don't know why. 
I mean, he had a morning show for, I think, uh, either Sporting News or Yahoo Sports or Fox Sports, uh, something like that. I think it lasted like three months I heard before Bill they Simmons, got rid of him. Simmons was talking about the other day. He Stephen A. gets up in the morning and does a segment on that Get Out show. Oh. Then he does like, what, three hours of first take. Yes. Then he has a three-hour solo radio show after that. Oh, my God. That's a cra- That's crazy. Dumb. Like I don't know how you can talk that's that much. Too much, Stephen A. And you've got you've got Shannon Sharp that's now jumping in with uh, what's his diddle? Skip. Uh, yeah, I skip. I'm Come done. on, skip. I can't. I can't do these that just that, that you say outlandish things to generate an argument into a conversation into a discussion. However, and it, nothing ever comes of it. Well, let me add. Please, I, that's one of the things I had on my list. Let me add this part to Go it. Go ahead. I hate it because. They have no context to most of their arguments, and there's no contrition when they're wrong. Fair. Where are when when somebody comes out with yes. some asinine, outlandish yep. take? Bring it back. Bring it back next yes. week and tell me how stupid you are. Yes, I'm fine with that because that's what. But you, they don't. They throw out these things and then they just move on to the I next. I feel thing. the same way about pundits who make predictions. And then you don't keep track of the records. I want to know what your record is at picking games for the last hey, five years. You know, if you bring proven, back the Swami. Yeah, if you've proven you can't that you can't pick games because you don't know what you're talking about. I want to know how whether to take you at your word or not. Yeah, I'm Be- with you because if you're if you're full of shit. There's something that backs that up. Yeah, I know a lot of people that are full of shit. I don't need to watch your show. <laughs> right, I can go. <laughs> You can go record a podcast. Exactly. All right. Go ahead. Uh, the goat conversations. Oh, thank you. Yes. Uh, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm. I'm over them because again, there's no context. What are the criteria for these conversations? Is it just titles? Is it stats? What? How? How are when we're comparing Jordan to LeBron or Brady to Montana or Babe Ruth to Barry Bonds? What are the parameters? What are the criteria yes. that we're comparing? Yep, absolutely. This by? I just want to know, yep. somebody tell me that. Somebody tell me that LeBron James, when you claim yourself as the greatest of all time, well, it, what are you saying? What makes you the greatest of all time? And here's the 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 constant evolution with all these sports now. Well, the stats that mattered forty or fifty years ago apparently carry less weight now. Right. And you can't translate a lot of the stuff now to what was worthy back then. So how are you to tell me that a player is would somehow be not as good in today? And a player today would not be as good then. Like Ricky th- Henderson was the best left fielder in baseball for a decade, primarily because he was a base stealing threat. Yes. Who steals bases now? Nobody. Nobody. So would he be the best player in, in, right. in, in left? Field? How how I valuable you know. is that in the all time right. spectrum? Right. Where where do you put it? Is Ichiro value now valuable in today's game of home runs where he's a slap hitter? I don't know, but I know that he was hitting 380 all the time and he had 240 hits. I don't know. I don't know. All right. My next one, bitching about officiating. And I'm not talking about one call. Anybody can complain about one call that tr- that changes the complete complexion of a game. That's understandable if if you if you absolutely have concrete proof that a call is blown and you can see the ramifications of that. I don't have any problem with that. I really don't. It's the consistency of this person's terrible, that guy's terrible, he can't make a call. 
why did you call this? That's not a penalty. It's and it it doesn't matter what sport it seems to be in nowadays. It's constant. And whether that's the quality of officiating, which I think we both have kind of felt is down everywhere. Um, I, I'm just tired of hearing about it. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with you. And, I really am. And at all levels, my my tie into that is kind of the opposite side of the spectrum. With that is how bad the officiating is, okay. and like when are these leagues like? Why is the NFL, who is a billion, a multi-billion dollar corporation, why on Sundays are the guys that are a lot of times deciding these games, why are they all like retired math teachers? Right. You, you're telling right. me, we're all the 30 and 40 year old officials. Why are yeah. all these yeah. guys 65 years old? Yeah. I they, they can't keep up with the play. They're out of position. The same thing in the NBA. Which is a little bit better. They're they're they've got a an influx of young officials, but I just don't understand that. It makes no sense to me. I mean, spend some money, train people, start a start a refereeing academy if you're the NFL, and get get guys in their twenties and thirties and have farm them out to you know Division three colleges and high schools and let them learn. And then by the time they're thirty five or forty, they can come to the big show. But Jesus, some of these guys. Yep. They can't. They're, they're in the way. They gotcha. can't get there. It's, yep. it's, it's it's bad. All right, go ahead. I get to cross another one off. Holy, you got a long list. <laughs> LeBron, Tiger, right. Brady, Aaron Rodgers, the Patriots, and the Warriors. Just go away. I'm tired of you. Tired of you. It's all I ever hear about. Yep. If I well, listen to a national show, part of that is it's just it's the same yes, six things. I'm, I'm, I'm with you constantly because of the position that I hold. I'm tired of coach speak. I'm tired of Paul Christ saying that they tune things out, they don't pay attention to this, or they 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 just throw you every cliche in the book. Like I'm here with as a job as a journalist to find out something. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell me something that I don't know about the team. And when I ask you a question to fish you about that, and I'm not talking about me personally, I'm just saying the media in general, I you know, I want you to be a little bit forthcoming. I don't want you to throw anybody under the bus. I don't want you to cast a lot of doubt um, or, or you know, have trust misplaced from your team, you know, on you as a coach. I, I just want something real, and I'm I'm tired of not, nobody saying anything. Well, and even, You've got players that are, will say anything, right, right. and you've got coaches that won't say anything. Right. Well, and even more so than, you know, worrying about you, the media part of it, because a lot of coaches just don't like and don't trust the media. That's fine. Um, your fans, man. Right. Like the media is the is the That's conduit. The bridge. It's the conduit yes, between the fans and the yep. and the team. And yeah, if you're, you know, if you're not telling anybody anything, I mean, not nah, you know, there's certain things obviously you're not gonna tell. You're not gonna tell a game plan or this oh, or that. I'm but, not looking for that. You know, some sometimes just a, a little me, nugget is give me a is real enough. moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give me a little introspection a little bit. You don't get that anymore. No. Um, tanking. Mm. Worrying about your draft position. I can't. I can't. I can't it's go it's the that. dumbest thing can't, in sports going today. Can't do it. Why? <laughs> why? Why? Why is chances wh- playing the odds? It's all. It what is. are the odds? Playing the odds. I don't it's all get it. it. A better a better draft pick means that if you have competent people and you you have a better chance. 
uh, chance. Again, it's chance, it's odds. I'm willing, it, it, it's a lottery. I would rather improve my chances. I mean, why, why would you not have, will not want, just taking an NBA lottery example, why would you not want 30 ping pong balls in the hopper than two? Well, I understand that part of it. Well, that, that's all I'm talking about. Yeah, well... I would want 30 instead of two if I'm not going to hoist a trophy at the end of the year. Yeah, the NBA Period. doesn't do that I know. particularly that way anymore. But, and basketball's I mean, a little different the because... The whole odds of the thing just improve. You know... The Jets' victory, first and only victory away from Lambeau Field. Cost them four spots in the draft. They could have been top 10. I would have rather had the 8th pick than the 12th pick. I don't care about that road win. That Jets game didn't mean anything to me, except that it gave you less bargaining power and it gave you less of a chance to get somebody that maybe was a little bit higher in your draft board. Period. End of story. Yeah, but see, that's not true. That's not necessarily true. Why not? Because the teams that are picking ahead of you are probably not looking at the same player you're looking at because they have different needs. That's fine, but that doesn't stop another team behind you to trade up. Yeah, but that could happen anyway. It could, but now you have more bargaining power I, being in that position. I just don't believe in charging people to come to a game that you're not going to try to win. Totally agree. Totally agree. Because I think, you're, you're, I, I, you're, I think that's wrong. You're asking me to shell out money yeah. for an inferior product, and you're, I mean, the whole point of playing this shit is to compete. Yes. You can't You can't say, as I, w- I was listening to Zabin's podcast this morning, um, you get a call from the owner, week whatever it is, your, your, you know, your 15th game, and you tell them, I want this to look like week three of the preseason or week four of the preseason. Yeah, and that's the problem is because the people that are worried about that stuff are not the people that are involved in the game. Yeah. The players don't want to tank. The coaches are playing. They're coaching for their jobs. Right. They're not trying to tank. The people that that's are fair. worried about tanking are the suits. Yes. So why in the hell would I be on that side? I'm a fan, and I wanted them to tank. But that's just yeah. Me. I just you know, I don't know, that's man. Fine. I, you, you know the difference between it's one thing if you're, you know, if you're uh, a team that doesn't have a quarterback mm-hmm. and you're trying to get a quarterback, trying to get the, one of those guys is going to be picked in the top. Okay, two. that makes a little sense. Yeah. But if you're a team like Green Bay, Sucked like, and luck. you're talking about what are you going to do? You're going to draft mm-hmm. a D end. So no, they, they, I mean, they like, should be fine with that. Whatever. I mean, I don't know. I, I just think that it's a crappy way to run your okay. team. Three pointers. Don't like threes anymore because that's all it is. Yeah. I would like you and I have talked on many road trips about the time when you played, and it's the point guard, center, or power forward relationship. Get the ball inside. If he's, you know, being highly defensed, kick it back out to somebody who's going to be open. To me, that's more of a strategy than find who's open on the perimeter and just chuck one and then run down to the other end of the floor. Yeah. And 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 that's basically that's all this is. I mean, mm-hmm. we, you know, we see it a lot. You can see it at every level and that's all it is. You come down, you shoot a three, you go back, come down, shoot a three, go back. It's that that's that's all the game has become and and it's not doing anything for me to suck me in as a fan because I can that that's all it is. There's nothing different anymore no matter what team you watch. I hear you. There, there's there's definitely too many and there's too many people that shouldn't be shooting them shooting. Is it them. a skill? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Am I impressed when somebody can knock down 12 threes in a game? Sure I am. But that doesn't mean like you said everybody should be trying to do that. Yeah, and it's it, and that's where we're at. It's disappointing that it's filtered down to the high school level because that was never, you know, um 
that was never a huge part of the high school game. It was a part of the game, but it was never like the the main part of the game. And you're putting kids, you're putting most kids in bad positions when you play that way because they're not good enough. What else you got on that list? Let's see. Where do we want to go? We'll we'll save the best one for last. Okay. Um, the unnamed sourcing and the dismissal of opinions uh, based on people being cut, fired, axed to grind, any of that stuff. I I don't like that mentality anymore. I'm, you know, these unnamed sources of people that aren't supposed to be talking. Well, then shut the fuck up. Don't talk. <laughs> if you can't put your name on it, don't talk. And for the people that say, well, I don't want to listen to, like you've said, I yep. don't want to listen to Greg Jennings. He's got an axe to grind. Well, but he's putting his name on what he's saying That's at fine. least. And nobody's going to grind their axe when they're on the team because you'll get fired. Well, You've got an extra grind with your employer. You don't walk around bashing your employer until you're not working for the employer. Some people do, and it's not a very wise decision. Well, they decision. usually get fired. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just... Okay. I, that's where I'm at on that I'm one. not going to stop on that, but that's okay. Uh, my last one, and I, I said it in a commentary uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think, and I was asked to actually distribute it, and I got some feedback on it. Parents of young athletes. Yeah. Living vicariously or thinking that they're... Well, that's not a new thing. Con- that's, no, that's it's ages not. old. It's not, and it's <laughs> and, and we just we just submitted our seems a little uh, louder these days. Maybe we though. we submitted our um, or we're gathering our entries for the for the Wisconsin Broadcasters Awards um, for excellence. And one of the commentaries was, I think, about parent behavior and some of the stuff that I've seen since I jumped back into the high school athletic world. And trying to remember some of the things like it was, it was not very often, if at all, where you even heard a parent in the stands when I was growing up Mm -hmm. or there was never an incident. And I mean, ever, I mean, it was shocking if it was, Mm -hmm. and I can remember one in all the years that I played of a parent getting involved with a coach. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that has become all too commonplace. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I just don't know how that's going to... I pray that it's cyclical and it'll go away. I don't think it will. Not as long as the internet exists. When you can put every every kid's highlight tape and you yeah. know all that crap online for quote-unquote exposure. So I'm... I'm uh, that's... It's, it's really disappointing. You know, it happens every year when... when when we go out and we see things and, and it's not just here. I mean, you see things across mm-hmm. the country. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. Much worse. Yeah. Yeah. So. We, we get some yelling. We've never had anything beyond no. that, uh-uh. thankfully. But no. cause if you turn over to tell me to look out, you'll be talking to yourself. <laughs> All right. I'm done. Those are my right. five. I know you I'll run you, through you, a couple here you, real you, quick. You have a big list. Um, I think this is more NFL and NBA. I, I think these leagues right now, well, more NBA, I guess, than, than NFL, but we're getting a little bit too pro player in the media, especially when you listen to a lot of these these shows. Okay. It's just way too pro player, whether it's talking about Kevin Durant leaving and, oh, well, he's got every right to leave, uh-huh. you know, all that kind of crap. Yeah, I understand that, but, you know, stop. You don't have to constantly kiss these guys' ass all the time. You can be a little bit critical, and we don't see that as much as we used to. Mm-hmm. Um, the on-court versus off-court storylines, I just want to watch the games. 
That's all I want. So I just want to watch the games, That's man. It. I just want to watch great players be great. That's I don't it. need all this other fluff. Yep. And manufactured storylines. And this guy got arrested. And this guy said this. I'm with you. Get get me off of that. I got that. Um, the all or nothing mentality right now in sports, and it kind of goes a little I bit with totally the agree. Thing. If if I didn't, if we're not winning the trophy, what what's the point? I just don't buy that. Okay. I mean, I think that's. Again, I think that's a crappy way to run your team. I mean, obviously everybody's trying to win the title, but you know, like the Bears this year, they haven't made the playoffs in eight years. They win the division, they win twelve games. If they beat the Eagles and lose to the Rams, that's not a that's not a failure. No, of I, year. that's a great year. I'm I'm not absolutely you know? I'm not saying that. My my only my only counter to that was when you know you have a losing season and you're kind of on the bubble of being really bad or maybe a little bit bad. Or below average, I just don't see a point in beating the Jets and the Lions. I guess it just depends on your need, and it's also pride, you know. Yeah, well, that's why Rogers played those last right. two games because he showed he had yep. a little bit of pride, and that's and good for him. That's fine. Okay. Um, this kind of ties in with the what happened on on Monday after the NFL season. Where's the accountability with these front office people? None. The Jet they they did a whole Deadspin article on the fact that the Jets GM survived the whole thing and he's been the main culprit. The Cardinal GM got a DUI last summer, like a really bad oh, yeah, one. Yeah, I remember that. And then he hired this Wilkes guy, and they've already fired the coach. Yeah. How the hell does that guy still have a job? What, what did I miss? Where the Cardinals were this super successful franchise nope. under his guidance? Nope. I don't understand that. But yet the coach is the one that has to go. Yes, absolutely. That's all it okay. is. Huh? All right, and the last one. All right, college football playoff system and and the <laughs> uh, the college football playoff system slash bowl system. It it's it's got to be overhauled. It's bad. Okay, it's bad. Do you have a solution to that, or um, you just know not that it really? Sucks? I don't right. know that I have a solution. Um, I heard Cornizer say this today, and I agree with him. Having the semis uh, on New what was it New Year's Eve? Um, I think that's a mistake. They're on the 29th. Yeah, I think that's a mistake. Okay. I think those games should happen after all the other Bulls games. Treat them like playoffs. They okay. should have been played today. Okay. Or or play yeah. them yep. Saturday mm-hmm. and then wait another week for the national championship. Um, because I think they lose a little bit of their luster. I think they get they get merged into all the other games. And it's like if you've watched a lot of college football and your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whatever is like, Jesus, how many of these are you going to watch? You'd like to be able to set these aside and be like, okay, these, these are, the are the ones, ones. that matter. Right. I'm going to watch those. Um, these other bulls, they just don't have any meaning. Like, huh. I understand it you, from the school standpoint. Yeah. And, I mean, the, and the guys that play on the team. You get money from the sponsorships, and you get, and it's a recruiting thing that you can point to. But as a And it's fan, just a resume builder. Oh, no, nobody's why, there because no, nobody travels. If, if you go to a care? piddly bowl game, I'm not going to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl in Boise in December. Yeah. Because I, because my team finished 7-5, and five and they're going to go play somebody from the, the, you know, there's a MAC conference against Conference USA or whatever it is. If, if I'm doing no, if I'm going to a national championship or if I'm going to a Big Six bowl game, okay, you could probably talk me into that. Sure, but if I if I'm one of the six and six teams or seven and five or even eight and four, big deal. Yeah, well, and and I mean they're basically just they're they're glorified exhibition games yeah. is what they are, and everybody's making money off them except the guys that are putting their careers on the it's line. True, and that's why you're seeing more guys sit out, and yep. I think that's going to be something that we're going to see. 
more and more and more. And of, I don't know how you can stop it. I think you're going to get to the point with some of these schools, the like like the LSU types that yep. have 10 or 15 guys that think they're going to get drafted, they're almost going to start using these games, I think, as like uh, an exhibition for the f- the next year. Where yep. it's like, if I've got a senior quarterback, if the Badgers make uh, the Citrus Bowl next year, why play Hornibrook if he if he if he ends up starting next year? Why would you play him? What for what? Win get get them get the uh, it doesn't matter though. Get the share of the check. You still get the share of the check. Well, it's not split equally. The winning team gets more than the losing team. Well, yay! Then then Barry Alvarez can make up the difference with his monster contract. <laughs> I mean, it's it's stupid. It, it I I understand it from you like to watch football and football's on. You're going to watch it. I get all that, but mm-hmm. the actual. Bowl system itself, you know, it's just out of whack. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how they fix it. They're trying to talk to to get it fixed by twenty twenty or twenty twenty two or something. Even adding like even making the playoff eight yep. teams, like I don't know. There ain't eight good teams. There's they ought to make they ought to make it a three team playoff, in my opinion. Okay. Well, actually, yeah, three-team playoff. Alabama's in automatically and gets the bye, <laughs> and then whoever's two and three play to play Alabama. What are we doing here? Watching Alabama beat the shit. It's the same there. team every year. Yeah. We just have to wait until it's not. I don't know how long that's well, going to be. When Saban retires. Pretty much. That's it. Somebody want to kick him out? It's a shame we have to end on such a bad note. I feel like that was the airing of the grievances already for the new year. We, that was, we did we did Festivus a little late this year. Got a lot of the negativity out yeah. so we could move on in a positive fashion. But something happened today that really uh, was kind of a downer. Two things for me, but yeah, yeah. Well, the main one for me was obviously me and Gene Okerlund passing away of. WWF, WWE, WCW fame. A lot of videos, a lot of tributes. 76. Yep. Looked like he was a lot older than that. Well, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. I just ravishing Rick Rude when I sent out that tweet. Well, let me tell you something, little man. <laughs> Always called him little man, yep. Mean Gene. Pretty classic. Man, and then that's... also also today, um, Super Dave Super Osborne. Dave. Yep. Guy I grew up watching on, uh, I remember watching him on HBO late nights on Saturdays. He was yep. kind of the comedic version of Evil Look Knievel. Evil. Yeah. And then later on gained uh, much more popular fame on, as being on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. So um, RIP to both those Seven, dudes. Bo- in both 76. Yeah. They say mm-hmm. that happens in threes. We got Somebody else did. Somebody sh- else at 76. I'd never heard of the person, but apparently there's... Well, then they don't count. Somebody- <laughs> That's the... <laughs> New Year started with the intentional foul. Appreciate your download. You can subscribe wherever podcasts are found. Yeah, and we had we had I had some pretty good feedback from the uh, Twitter thing we did last show. Okay, um, that that we did that was the eighties. We'll we'll, okay. we'll oh, yeah, get we, there. We'll get we, to the nineties and, back and early two thousands. Right. But um, I need a little time to compile my list. Get your legal pad together. Yeah, yeah. stuff like that. All right. We appreciate you listening. That's the intentional foul for this week. Enjoy your NFL playoff football this weekend, and we will talk to you next week. I'm Josh. Dan. Talk to you later. Go Bears.